If you've been in the same job or maybe even the same company for a very long time and you're considering a pivot, or maybe you're looking at starting a side hustle, a small business, you're not going to want to miss this conversation with Angela Derrick, who did just that. Welcome to the Creative Coach Cast. I'm Paul Goldsmith, an entrepreneur and creative coach on the show committed to helping you transform your creative ideas into a reality. Angela, I know you from your previous career in radio. You spent over 20 years doing that professionally. And then about three years ago, you pivoted to being an entrepreneur and a weight loss macros coach. What was the inspiration for the pivot? I had a window probably of about three or four years even where I started to ask myself, what else is there? Like, what is next for me? Am I really going to do this the rest of my life? I think a lot of people have that question sometimes. Am I really going to be doing this job or to be doing this thing for my whole life? And for many people, that's the yes. But for me, it was kind of like, I've been doing the radio thing since I was 17 and I kind of had tried everything. But you were good at it. So why stop? Because like there comes a point where you start to kind of feel less challenged or, or kind of, it just felt like, well, am I going to be 60 years old still doing this? And I just couldn't see myself there. I felt like I, I needed something else. And then I started to ask myself, well, if I'm not doing this, because I was pretty passionate about the type of radio I was doing, and it fulfilled a deeper mission in me. And so it was like, well, if I'm not doing this, what else is worth getting up and getting out of bed to do every day? What else could I possibly be as passionate about? And when I started to ask that question, as I was thinking about my future, and am I going to do this the rest of my life, this radio thing, I said, well the only other thing I can think of I'm really passionate about is fitness and weight loss and helping people lose weight because that's the only other thing that I've really geeked out on and spent a ton of time with. So I finally got to a point where I started to catch a new vision. And for me, I'm a spiritual person. So I kind of felt like I, I needed you know, to kind of check in and with my spiritual side and just ask God, is this where I'm supposed to be? Is this the right next step for me? And when those two things came into alignment, I found that's when I found the place to go to get the certifications. The teacher appeared, you know, and I was ready. And that's when I started to make plans, slow plans to take that leap and to say, you know what, I really would like the adventure of working for myself. And did you start this practice of coaching before you left your full-time job? Or was it kind of like just one day the inspiration struck and you got started? A little bit. So I went through a year of certification and training and things like that. And I was doing that while I was still working full time. And I was beginning to plant the seeds at that point of changing my identity because I knew that after 20 plus years doing one thing that was like my identity, when you go out and you meet people, you're like, oh, I'm on the radio. And people go, no way. You know, they have this one reaction like, what happens if I'm not that person anymore? It took me a good year to really transition my identity a little bit into the I'm going to be this person now and get over the fear of that. And then I started to, on the side, take on some clients in my spare time and my part-time and everything, kind of kind of very on the down low and everything. And then I made the plan to go ahead and transition from working full-time into becoming my own boss and saying, I, I don't know how this is going to work or somehow I'm going to fly. I don't know how the income is going to work. I don't know how everything's going to work, but I'm going to trust. I'm going to have faith. And it felt right, even though it felt very scary. 
And so I kind of just made a transition plan so that I could begin. It was pretty quick, but I still had a plan in there where there was some time where I was working with some people. And then I finally said, okay, I'm ready to go full-time into this and see what happens. And that took tremendous courage to take that plunge into the the big unknown of what is this going to take? Was there a particular guide you had that you're like, yeah, I, I want to follow in their footsteps? No, not one person per se. I feel like I had a mosaic of several people that were doing things bravely like that. People around me, even people I was working with that had started practices and things on the side and they were successful. It's almost like God put specific people in my path to show me if they can do it, you can do it too. And so it's kind of like as I kept walking this path to feel it out and to see, is this the right next step for me? It feels right in my heart. All of a sudden, I would have people that were just a little further down the road than me show up and appear. And I could lean into them and I could look at them and I could say, well, if they're doing it, I can do it. It may not be exactly what I'm doing, but they can do it. I can do it too. And so so I didn't have like a, a mentor one per se that I could look at and be like, oh, this person told me. I mean, to be honest, you were one of those people for me in conversations I had along the way with you at times. I was like, you know what? I can do this. I can do this. And I've got people around me that can help, right? That can speak into this, that can point me in that direction. And so I have worked with other mentors since then. But when I made that decision to leap, it was kind of like, I'm going to leap and I'm going to find the person. The person will find me. I will, I'll know what to do. Yeah. Finding people that are six months, a year, maybe two years down the road from you and not necessarily somebody that is at the height of success, like maybe in your world, Jillian Michaels, it's not somebody that's been doing that for 30 years. Yeah. Well, so my best friend, her husband, who I also kind of feel like is a co-best friend now (laughs) with my best friend, I, I watched him just do his entrepreneurial thing for years and years and years. And so I'd be calling him up at times and being like, okay, if I do this, what do I need to know? How do I help me? How do I figure this out? And he was always there, right? So I had people in my life that were doing it, even though at times it was a struggle and I watched them struggle. So I knew how tough it could be, but I saw that they were still successful if they just kept going, if they just stayed in action, if they still stayed resourceful. So people like that who maybe they had, you know, 15 more years in business than me, but they were accessible and they could help me figure it out or it didn't it didn't feel like it was so pie in the sky nobody's doing this. I had people around me that were that were doing it. And you're right, it wasn't like, oh, I want to be exactly like celebrity trainer X, right? So there were some people that I did look up to in the fitness space. So one of my favorite people to follow, her um she goes by Jill Fit Jill Coleman, like I remember finding her material when I had uh, given birth to my oldest daughter and I was struggling to lose weight and get back into my pre-pregnancy form. And so she was like a blogger at the time and I was following her. And so then when I started to launch out into this fitness space and stuff, I reconnected with her stuff and here she is doing business mentoring for, for people like me. And I'm like, this is fantastic. I might actually get to work with someone who actually changed my life. Wow. So, I mean, that's the great thing about social media is you can find and connect with people that like, and she doesn't know that she mentored me with all of her products and her programs and stuff. Like back when I was just trying to to get back from pregnancy weight and stuff. Since then, I've taken several courses from her and I've been able to jump in on some of her trainings and things like that. And it's kind of been fun to see, okay, she's she's a social media marketing and fitness person 
but she's accessible and I can jump into her trainings anytime and I can learn what she's learned through her. And, and I've kind of followed her journey a little bit. So there have been people along the way that then now that I've struck out on my own, I've been able to connect with. And now you're one of those people for others. I know I follow you on Instagram. You can follow get fit with underscore Angela. That's me. I'm wondering, are you managing your own social media? I am right now. And where do you find inspiration for, you know, content in addition to running your business and coaching? <laughs> that is such a big question. Like, so it, Instagram was the first thing I struggled with. And okay, so this is where I leaned on my experience in radio because I learned very early on in radio, the best way to get really good, really fast and to figure out what on earth you're supposed to do is to get a talent coach. <laughs> and so I worked with coaches all like every, every year, really in my radio career. And I was able to figure it out faster because they could help me like hone in on what I had to focus on. So in that first year of business where I was like, I know I only want to market online. I don't want to do like seminars and things like that in person. I just want to be online. I started to look for people who can help. Who I don't know how to do Facebook. I don't know how to do Instagram. I don't know how to do any of this. And so I started to look for people specifically who could help me figure out how to market. And I did run into someone who became my business coach. And on Instagram, she's at Eve Fitchick. But Eve Guzman, she's got like a multi-million dollar now empire with macros and stuff. And she's the one who I went through her macro training. I connected with her initially to coach me on how do I do Instagram? And I need to know first, I can't, every coach wants to just hire it out and say, you do my marketing. I'm just going to do the coaching. But that's kind of skipping a step because your marketing is your coaching. Your marketing, you're doing the same thing when you're marketing, honestly, as you are when you're coaching, you're just doing it on a different level. And so I, I really felt like I need to learn how to do this. And I need to learn how to do this from somebody who's like me, who's come from the bottom up and, and gets it. So I reached out to her to kind of figure out, well, how do I craft it on Instagram? Because there's a way to craft it. And then I pulled from some of my radio career techniques, just things I learned about just talking to people. If you can talk to people on the radio station, you can figure out how to put that into Instagram. And I, I go to websites, I go to um, Facebook groups. There's one Facebook group in particular that I joined. I'm so glad I did. It's like a pot of gold because all they do all day is ask all these questions about weight loss, these women. It's just, a, it's just a Facebook group with a ton of women asking tons of questions about weight loss. And I'm like, all I have to do literally, like some days I will literally for the week, I'll be like, okay, this question I'm going to answer, this question, this question, I'm going to talk <laughs> about amazing. this. And, it's, and once I discovered that, I was like, oh my goodness, this is like show prep for days. This is amazing. I can, I can just answer their questions. So you really do have to learn how to, I mean, first of all, you have to know who you're talking to, right? And I knew that. I knew how to define an audience from working in radio for 20 years. So you have to define who's your person and who's your customer, who's your client, who's that. And you have to get really specific about it. And the more specific you can be, the better. So for me, that is a woman who typically undereats way too much because she thinks that that's what she has to do to lose weight. And as a result, she has no metabolism and everything she tries fails. And she's so frustrated. She doesn't know what to do. And I'm the person who comes and says, hey, you need to eat more food. What? Whoa. Yeah. You got to eat more food to lose weight. No, it doesn't work that way. Yes, it does. So, <laughs> so I figured out that's who I am. And so what I do now is I just go to the places where those people are talking. And I go to the places where I might be able to find those women 
and I ask questions and I, I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to listen because in radio, that's what you do. You, that's what you learn how to do when you talk on the radio is you learn how to go places where you're, where the people who listen to your radio station are and listen to their conversations. And then you want to have that conversation when you get in front of the microphone. So to me, that's what Instagram is. That's what Facebook is. That's what marketing is, to be honest, is I'm just having the conversations, asking the questions they're asking, and then I'm answering them there so that it becomes, oh, oh, okay. And then they start to know you and they start to like you. They start to trust you and they, they start to feel comfortable with you. And then eventually when I say, hey, I have a product that might help you. Would you like to be in on this challenge? Would you like to be in on this? Then it becomes really easy for them to jump in and, and to want to buy from you because you've already established that relationship because you're asking the questions they're asking. You're saying the things they're already thinking. That is incredibly insightful. Thank you. I know you're targeting women, but you've helped me. <laughs> and I appreciate that because I can relate to what you just said uh, as far as entrepreneurs that like to hire out for things because that's me. And I've actually hired someone, Catherine, does a wonderful job designing images and graphic designs for uh, my Instagram. But you know, I did skip the step of figuring it out myself. In fact, that's why I hired her because Instagram Makes is not sense. my strong suit. Well, that was the path that my coaches were telling me. And this is why I really believe in coaching and because they can tell you what you're missing. I have a lot of friends that are coaches and they don't want to hire someone and they keep speaking spinning their wheels with the same problems, you know, whereas a coach can just tell you, you need to do the thing and maybe you're afraid to do it, but they're going to hold you to it. And that was the thing. She was like, you need to learn how to use this thing. And I realized that if I skipped that step, I would be skipping the step of me getting to know my client. And so for me, and I'm at the point now where I do need to hire somebody, but now I can hire someone and I can tell them what to say and I can show them. And I've written a ton of stuff and I can say, this is who I'm speaking to. This is how I speak. So I want it to be in my voice. And these are the questions I want to ask. And so now, and I do hire copywriters sometimes and other people to come in because they're much better. I'm not a copywriter, but like I go on Instagram stories all the time. And that to me is my new microphone. That's my new radio station. Like I always thought of Instagram as my radio station. <laughs> so I'm like, now I'm the program director of my own radio station. What am I going to say? And uh, now that I have a better idea of who I'm talking to and who I need to talk to and who my ideal client is, I know what to program there. And so now I can actually hire the people to help me program it better. Now I can hire the people to help me craft my message even more. And I also learned doing it this way because I started with like zero followers. And my business coach told me, she's like, you can make money off of barely any followers. You just need to do it right. And I literally was selling my services and hiring and getting clients and getting hired with like less than 100 followers. With like, I only have like 300 followers right now and I'm sold out. And so it just goes to show you like people think you need to have 10,000 followers, 2,000 followers on. And no, you, you just need to learn how to craft your message and communicate. And you need to know who you're talking to and speak specifically to that person and passionately. And guess what? That they'll want to know more. Yeah. It's, quantity it's over quality. The follower number can be a vanity metric, but you want relationships. You want to know your followers. You mentioned having products that you offer to the people that follow you and, and that want to buy from you. How do you come up with those products offering? It's a labor of love. It's been time that I've spent working with clients and then refining and then really niching down, niching down and really realizing who do I work best with. And so right now I have two programs and one is a high level, high accountability one-on-one -on -one program 
where I meet weekly with Zoom sessions and things like that. And that tends to be tailored more for chronic dieters who also have emotional eating issues, binge eating, restrictive eating, just negative. Like there's a lot of mental and emotional things around food and dieting and stuff that also gets in the way. So they can't stick to a diet. So we go in and we do a lot of mental work and a lot of foundation building and a lot of just creating this new relationship with this process of dieting and food and stuff. And then halfway through that program, usually I get them to the place where they've let go of a lot of things. And now we start to talk about actual nutrition. And when they find out how much food they get to eat, now all of a sudden I hear, I don't even feel like I'm dieting. I'm not even dieting and I'm losing weight. It's like, yes, it can be like this. So that's more of like the person who they can't do a plan by themselves. They really need someone to help mentally and emotionally get through some of the behaviors and stuff that's getting in their way. And then I have a second program that's a little bit more self-paced, but it's still personalized coaching from me with macronutrition and that's Fat Loss Academy. And I do launches for those a couple times a year. Those are the two offerings I have, or one is you know more high accountability where we're meeting one-on-one. The other one is still personalized coaching with me through text and talk text and things like that, where we're daily talking, but we're not meeting one-on-one. And the way I arrived at those two places is you know really figuring out my ideal client and who I want to help and who I want to work with. And I, I determined that I have clients that you, they just need a plan. Okay, so I'm just going to give you a plan. I'm going to adjust your n- nutrition every single week. And you just need that accountability of checking in with me and asking questions and having me on retainer basically to help you. And that's one person. And that they're great for Fat Loss Academy. They just want to understand how it works and do it. And that program works well for them. But then the other person who really needs that deeper level of connection, walk me through it, help me. I'm having a, like, I have one client right now who's having a crisis and we're weeding out some old things that are just weighing her down and that have been holding her hostage for so long around weight and stuff. And I love working with those women because by the end of the 12 weeks that we're working together deeply and doing that deep session work, all of a sudden they're free. They're free. It's like their soul is free because they've let go of all this baggage. And I knew I wanted to work with women on that deeper level as well. I didn't want to just be a macronutrition coach. I wanted to be a transformational coach too. So that's how I came up with my two programs is just taking those two parts of me and satisfying something for somebody who just wanted to kind of run with a plan, but then also satisfying someone who really needed that deep dive and that transformational work, which I really love being able to do. That's incredible. And you mentioned being sold out. So is this it? What's next for you? How do you scale this? That's such a good question. I'm trying to, I'm kind of in the weeds with that right now. So scaling is probably going to look like me hiring some more coaches to help me at least with Fat Loss Academy and do the macronutrition stuff. And I've got some great people I've already reached out to. I've launched that a couple of times and I've figured out where my max was working with people because I want to give them my best, right? So I'm probably going to spend some time bringing on some people to help me out. And then with the one-on-ones, I still want to keep it as it is right now for a little bit, but I also have some co-coaches that I work with in some other areas who have their own practices and I'm, I'm in talks with maybe doing some things with them. I got to do the infrastructure first. That's, you know, that's the part for me as an entrepreneur that is difficult. Maybe you can speak into this is like, I like working in my business but you you can't always be working in your business. You have to work on your business. And that's those two hats where if I'm always working in my business, I've created the employee thing where I'm my own employee, right? But I want to be on my business too. I want to be able to run my business and, and be over top of my business. And that's been kind of the place I'm trying to develop now is how do I think of myself as a CEO? 
not just a coach who coaches people, but I got to, I got to think of myself now as a, like a, a girl boss. Like that's a whole different identity. <laughs> Absolutely. You wear multiple hats. Well, if you are only working in your business, eventually you're going to run out of business, right? You have to have somebody running the business and also somebody working on the business and how to grow it and looking down the road a year, three years. Yep. And what I found is I really like thinking in terms of quarters. And so once a quarter at the very minimum, I stop down, I plan ahead, I block the day and I just spend a day kind of looking ahead at that next three-month horizon about where do I want to be and then break that up into manageable chunks of time. At the beginning of the year, we all have these grandiose plans where we'd like to be that year. So I have a big idea where I want to be a year from now, but then I break it up into quarters and every quarter setting goals and then checking in in three months to measure against those goals. We all only have 24 hours in a day. So you can't make more time for more clients. How is your time best spent? nobody's going to know how to run your business the way you want it run. So you're on the right track for sure. What would you say? I know I've heard from a lot of folks that listen to this podcast that they're inspired, but not ready to to take the leap. They're just afraid that if they leave their job with salary and benefits, that they won't be able to replace that. And what would you say to them to encourage them to take the next step? That is a big one. Um, I've talked to a lot of friend coaches of mine who've taken that leap and they've been like, how did you finally do it? Like, I'm scared. I'm so I'm, I'm half of our family's income or the benefits thing is a big one. You know, every person is going to be different and every person's comfort level is going to be different. And you have to really pay attention to what your heart is saying. And I had to be honest that I don't want to walk down this road anymore corporately. I, yeah. I want to do my own thing. And then when I knew that that was the truth, Then I called my husband and I said, we have to create an exit strategy. We have to start thinking about this because I have decided I just can't do this anymore. I have to do what I want to do now. And so we created a six to eight month exit strategy. And we began to put together our financials. We began to save money. We we began to pay off the debt that we felt like we, we prepared so that we were ready for me to lose my entire income. And not make any money back. Like we were prepared for the worst case scenario because that's what made us feel good. Yeah. Maybe not. You may not have to do it that way. Maybe you do. You are in a place because I've got another friend who's a good friend of mine who's a coach. She loves her job, and she loves working as a part time coach. And she doesn't want to quit her job. So people are in different situations where you kind of have to assess where is my heart and where do I want to go and what is the truth about this situation. And even when I was clear in that moment that I don't want to be here anymore and I need to leave, I still knew I have eight months. Like I can't just quit tomorrow. I can't just, even though there's part of me that just wanted to, I can't just go and say, bye, see ya. I had to do the legwork of almost an extra year so that we could be financially in a place where we could handle it. Even then, when you jump off that cliff, it's uncertain. You don't know where the money's going to come from. But I did know this. Number one, I hired a coach because I knew that, I mean, if I can hire a good coach, then I can, I can figure it out and I will make my money back. So that was the one thing I did know. But I also knew that I had to put all of my faith in the process, not in the results. And I feel like this is where people tend to go wrong in a lot of places, especially with weight loss. I tell my weight loss um, clients this all the time. You need to get married to your process. And if you're doing the right things, if you're planting the right seeds, an apple seed is going to grow an apple tree. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. 
that's how the world works. Now, if you're planting an orange seed and expecting an apple tree, that would be different. If you're doing the right things, if you're planting the right seeds, if you have a process that other people have used or that's reproducible, that has, that has shown to produce results, and you model it and you follow it, you can make it your own. But if you're doing the things that successful people do and planting this right seeds, it's going to grow. I mean, it has to. If you plant the right seed, you're going to get the right result. And so what I decided to do is instead of looking at the results and constantly being worried about what the results were, I was going to look at my actions and I was going to be married to the actions that I was going to take every single day, knowing that if I take enough of these successful actions, these are seeds that I'm planting, eventually they're going to grow something. I really thought of it as farming. Not all the seeds are going to grow, but a good portion of them will if I continue to plant and I continue to do the things that are going to drive and create success. And that's what's happened. It's the same thing I teach with weight loss. If, you know, stop looking at the scale, stop living and dying every single day with it, the scale went up or down. We're not looking at the scale every day. We're going to look at a weekly average. But what I want to know is how are you eating? What are you eating? Are you sticking to your nutritional goals every day? If you stick to your nutritional goals every single day for seven days, that's going to do something. Get married to the process of what you have to do to lose weight, of showing up at the gym, of doing your CrossFit, of getting your protein in you know, whatever it is that we decide you need to do to be successful. And trust me, the weight will eventually follow if you're doing all the things that are proven to be successful. It's the same way with business. It's the same way with any goal, actually, that you're trying to meet. But you have to marry the process instead of the result and detach yourself a little bit from the result, trusting in faith that if I'm doing the right things, the result will come and that it's inevitable. You mentioned planting the seeds, they're not all going to grow. Well, you at least have to plant them because if you just sit and dream of the perfect garden, but you never actually do any planting, uh, you're not going to get very far. So it sounds like you had a plan. And, you know, I was thinking about we have a number of mutual friends who thought they had a stable job until they didn't. They were let go and the benefits and salary and everything went and they had no plan. So I would say, even if you love your company, and you like where you're at, kind of having a plan B, it's okay on the other side. You can figure it out with the right guides and coaches and even benefits. Everything is figure outable if you're committed to the plan. And I, I appreciate that. Easier said than done, not looking at the results, right? Because we all just want a quick fix. It occurs to me with uh, your line of business, the weight loss industry is a billion dollar industry. And there's all of these different programs. I would maybe ask you, how is your coaching different than all of the other things out there? Yeah, good question. Number one, I understand how the fat loss process works. And I teach my clients how it actually works. It does depend kind of on the situation, but when you understand how fat loss works, then you can assess it from a different angle. And so what I like to do with my clients is I like to free them from the destructiveness of these fad diets, which give you a bunch of unknowns like keto. Well, I don't know what I'm eating. I'm just eating a bunch of fat and I hope it'll make me lose weight. Well, you might be eating too little. You might be eating too much. So just because you're doing keto or you're in ketosis doesn't mean you're burning fat. Just because I gave up bread doesn't mean I'm going to lose weight. I have a lot of women that come to me, even men too. I had, I had a couple guys come to me eating 700 to 900 calories a day. I even had a discussion in a Facebook group today with a woman who said, well, I only eat 700 calories a day. That's the only way I can lose weight. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I just can't agree with that because you're destroying your body. 
it is made to eat food. Your body, the only way you're going to get energy in your body is if you eat food. You do not have a solar panel on your head yet. We cannot like, we can't energize ourselves from the light of the sun. <laughs> You're going to have to eat something in order for your body to actually have energy throughout the day. Man, we've covered so much ground and I know we're out of time. So follow Angela on Instagram, get more knowledge. It seems like we could sum up everything you just said and it depends, hire a coach. And you back up your coaching with science, which is so it's wonderful. Science, yes. Not, That's- You're not just telling people what they want to hear. You're actually telling them what they need to hear. I wanted to tell them the truth. Which is the kindest thing you can do and not just promise a quick fix, actually be helpful and use science. And if you go on Angela's Instagram, you've got a free plug and play nutrition guide. So I'll be downloading that. Yeah. If you just go to my Instagram page, you can find the links to everything. My website, you can find the links to my private Facebook group that you can join, um, my freebies. And anytime I open up and do challenges or open up my courses and stuff, you can find it there. So you can just follow me at getfitwith underscore Angela is going to be the best way for you to find me and get that stuff. Thank you for listening to the Creative Coachcast. I hope this has been beneficial. And if you like it, please review it and rate it. That way others can find it. And we'll talk to you next time.